Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. And our top story today, companies need to better support their caregiving employees. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Kim and Mike Barnes are with Parenting Aging Parents. Kim, Mike, it's great to see you again. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Glad to be with you. Yeah, thank you. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Um, look, I don't want to be Dr. Phil. I never wanted to be Dr. Phil. I'm not qualified to be Dr. Phil, but I wanted to take this segment of the show and talk about balancing some of the familial responsibilities that you all have with Mm -hmm. caregiving. Would you mind sharing a little bit about how I'll start with you, Kim, how you and Mike kind of balance, you know, you've got a relationship, you've had a relationship for a long period of time. How do you balance that with providing care for your loved ones? I think it's being able to be understanding and communicate with each other Mm -hmm. as far as knowing that there are things that he needs to do with his parents and there are things that I need to help with that. And then there are other things that I need to be doing with my mom and some of it just needs to be done by myself. And sometimes I need Mike to help as well. So I think it's having those conversations and, and, and in some similar ways, in some ways, just like when you have children and you have to, there's the give and take and there's demanding careers or demanding job roles. And you just have to be able to work together and be understanding. I think where I don't, I can't always understand exactly why Mike feels a need to do a certain thing for his parents. Likewise for me, and just understanding that that's what he thinks is important. And so that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah. Flexibility and patience, I think, is the, is the biggest thing. And, and like Kim said, understanding. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go up to, to the Dallas area to see my uh, my mom and dad, check on them uh, like I always do. And Kim knows I'll be gone. I'm going to leave early in the morning, about six or so in the morning. I won't be, be back until 10 at night. So there's no work I can do with her that day. But I'm taking care of my, my I guess you could say, family responsibilities. And I learned that a lot from my dad uh, when I was younger, because when I was in in middle school and high school, my grandfather had a stroke. And because of that, he slowed down quite a bit. And my dad took care of him quite a bit. He lived about 15 miles away from us. But because of that, my dad would, would after work one day a week, would go see his father, check on him, and then come home and come home late, late for dinner. And then one, usually one weekend day, usually on Sunday, he would drive up, pick up my granddad. I would usually go with him, bring him back to our house, have Sunday, you know, dinner or lunch or something like that and drive his, my, his dad back, took up his whole day. So there was nothing we could do family-wise that day, mm-hmm. just us, but there's that patience and understanding knowing the extra steps you need to go through to help your parents out. Yeah, and, and what about the prioritization? Because I, I have to think, having not gone, going, I am not currently going through the caregiving process. I have friends that have, that have. How do you, you know, how do you balance the prioritization if you have children if you've got familial responsibilities, say you want to go on vacation and you plan the vacation, but all of a sudden something's come up and mom or dad or a significant other, uh, not significant other, but another member of the family that you're caring for has to go to a doctor. How do you balance that, Mike? 
Yeah, I think you have to put your priorities first. You know, what, what's what's most important? And sometimes it's your parents, sometimes it's your kids, and your kids have to know that. You have to talk to them about, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I'm going to miss this today because I've got to go up and check on, on your grandfather. I've got to go check on your grandmother, something like that. But also know that you can't give up everything in your life just because of your aging parents. And I say that, it sounds selfish saying that, but my mom and dad know that. Your, my dad definitely does. My mom doesn't, I guess, because of Alzheimer's. But they understand that we can't do everything for them, but we do as much as we can. But we also have to look out for ourselves. I think yeah. it's also thinking of how do we have people or or just have plans in place so that if something happens, yeah. do we have a backup plan? Do we have, just like we would if we were going on vacation and our kids were with a babysitter, you know, those kinds of things. <clears throat> and also there are, you know, there are places like respite care and things like that that can be used in a situation where you maybe you don't feel safe with your parents staying at home while you're out of town, but maybe there's a, a place that they can go or people that can come in and be keeping an eye on them while you're gone. So I think it's the more you can plan ahead and be prepared, that does not prevent things from happening, but at least it helps you a little bit more in the moment, I think. And, and to that end, I mean, is it, uh, say you want to go on vacation and something may come up and you've done the best planning in the world. So you've you've gotten someone else, a brother, a sibling, a sister, whomever to care, but you're you're needed. Is it about contact information, making sure that you you when you plan your itinerary that you know if you can get a flight back, if you need to drive back? I mean, are these the things you have to do as a caregiver to have contingency plans in place? I think similar to if you were going out of going out of town and leaving your kids yeah. that you have to have thought through, okay, what happens? Do they have the names of the neighbors? Do they have the names of the doctors? Do they have those, the list of things that they would need if they are the, the babysitter or the caregiver, if you will, for that time period. And I think it's also being flexible and, and knowing you know, what, what will I, what will I do if that happens? And not that you have to think through every scenario because hopefully that they won't happen, but it's just knowing what, what are my backup plans and can I get back in time? Or if I can't, what am, what am I going to do? Yeah. Just being prepared <clears throat> lowers the stress level quite a bit. Yeah. And, and last question for this segment. I mean, uh, a lot of nursing, we, we did a show last week on nursing homes or the week prior uh, on, on nursing homes. And many of Americans have said, I don't want to go into a nursing home. They had an experience from COVID, or at least they learned from COVID and said, I don't want to go in there. But a lot of the caretakers, I think you alluded to this, both of you in your conversation, uh, in, in our conversation, that there are entities that support caregivers and are willing to step up um, and, and assist um, in, in times of need. How do, you, how do you find these people? Are they part of the or these organizations, are they part of a, a group like like your Facebook group, for example, or a local uh, community group where people can find access to people who can help out in a, in a pinch? I think certainly having a community like our Facebook group or other communities where you know other people have done some similar things, they may have names or experiences with other with either individual caregivers, private caregivers, or potentially a place. And there are quite a few of the assisted living communities that will offer what's called respite care. And that literally is sort of like a hotel stay or going to camp, if you will, depending on how your loved one might how you look at it, <laughs> how you look at it or how they might appreciate it. But, but that have the ability to say, just go and stay for a week. And that in some ways can be a good little bit of a test if you're trying to see if your parent might 
thrive in a, in a situation like that or in a community like that. But if, but if nothing else, it literally is just that, that way you can feel like there, there is a safe place for them to be for that week where you don't feel comfortable leaving them yes. at home by themselves. So a lot of times people like in our community will have suggestions about that, but there are also senior care advisors mm-hmm. who can help you find something like that around the country. How do you, how do you pitch that? I, I'm not saying this is a sales job, but like if someone was kind of pushing me off, I, I always hate to be discarded. Um, how do you, how do you socialize that with a, with a loved one? Uh, uh, hey, look, we're going out of town. It, it almost makes you like a parent in a parental relationship where, mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, we're going on vacation. Um, how do you, how do you sense socialize that with with your loved one? Personally, I think in some ways you have to act like you know you're you're giving me a gift, Dad. You're giving me a gift because Kim and I are going to go on vacation for a week. Thank you so much for for letting us do this because you're going to be you know this person is going to help you out while we're gone, or this person is going to take you someplace while we're gone. But thank you so much. It's a gift to us that you're letting us go on vacation. So you know, so many parents, most parents, almost all parents, love giving gifts to their kids. And that's basically what that is. And so if you treat it in that respect, so that your your mom or your dad looks at it like, oh my gosh, this is a gift for my children. Wow, what a great thing for me to do. <laughs> and knowing that there are different personalities and different different reactions that you might get from your parent, it's some of it is really knowing what will appeal to them. I think for my mom, if I wanted her to go to a, go to a place, for instance, like to an assisted living for a respite stay while I was going out of town, I would know for, for in her situation, the more I could plug it as, Hey, this is a great chance to be able to have somebody cook three meals a day for you. And you don't have to clean anything and you don't have to worry about uh, finding rides to go places because she, she doesn't drive. This would be a place for you to have lots of activities. So I think it, it kind of, it's like going to camp for a week, you know, but I think you have to be careful to your point that not every family member would see it that way. So it's really thinking of what would be appealing to them. Yeah, pitch to their strength. Yeah, yeah, really, sure. Yeah, really, really important. I mean, part of this is in how you deliver the news, just like you would, yes. just like you would with a child. Same or, with or, your kids. Uh, yes, exactly. Absolutely. Or 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 a work colleague. Let's put it that way. So we're not yeah. diminishing uh, the parent. Well, Kim, Mike, we, we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about what employers can do to support the caregiving process and caregivers. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 
33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Kim, Mike, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. You bet. And I just want to say for the record, I am not Dr. Phil McGraw. (laughs) I could never, ever be him. I couldn't even do his imitation. All right. Um, many caregivers work. I think uh, 50% of those over 50, Kim, uh, are adults over 50 are assisting seniors right now. Let's talk about what employers can do because many people are working beyond age 65. What can employers do to help their employees? And there's a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship here that needs to be maintained. For sure. I think that employers being able to recognize the fact that just like they've been supporting young parents or or new parents with young children and the challenges that come with that when you have kids that are, you know, when you have infants and then you have toddlers, there's there's things that employers often step in to help and assist mm-hmm. through that process because it's it, it's a transition, it's a change. And similar, that happens again when we are caring for our aging parents more so when we are maybe whether it's taking to doctor's appointments, just managing some time with um, f- with different with different issues that that may be going on, and so one I think being aware that your employees may be go- undergoing some of these things, and if you see some changes, asking you know hey what's going on you know so that you can actually start that conversation and that maybe they then they can they can share what's going on a little bit because a lot of employees don't want to tell their employers because they don't want their employers to think that maybe they're not being good employees anymore. You know, so there's that, there's kind of that fine line, but I think the more open you can be and acknowledge and be supportive of certainly a flexible work schedule can be really important. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts. Uh, Yeah. I I noticed that when when we were younger and, and when we had younger children, my workplace had pamphlets and stuff to where there was different things that we could do, different numbers we could call if there was a problem, different activities, I guess you could say. But the, the biggest thing I remember is that there was a matching childcare uh, so, like, system, process. I guess you could say, a process to where if we paid uh, $1,000 in childcare uh, this fall, they would match it so, mm. so that, that we would get the same amount back or, or we would get half that money back. So it, it, it lowered the amount. Well, if they did something like that for for taking care of your aging parent, Mm -hmm. think about the the headaches it could Mm -hmm. solve for the company. It could solve for the workplace to where, and and, you know, you have to brainstorm about different things and what different employees are going through, but whether it's, it's help you with your travel to, to, to check on mom and dad, or maybe Mm -hmm. help because they're in respite care or help because they have to have uh, different healthcare or home healthcare 
processes that, that home care that that goes through things that you're spending money on anything like that that's going to help the process and ease the the stress on you because mm-hmm. the crisis will be there we've talked about that before when something happens with mm-hmm. your mom or dad you go through a crisis but the more prepared you are and the more help you have from outside sources the less that mm-hmm. crisis will really impact you and i Is think it, that's one thing oh go ahead no no go ahead kim i was going to say and i think that's one thing that employers could do which wouldn't be that be that difficult is help educate your employees so that they have the knowledge to be able to help make sure they are more prepared Mm -hmm. because when that crisis comes, they can focus just on the crisis at hand and not feel like, oh gosh, we didn't have all the legal stuff set up. We didn't have the financial information available. You know, the more you can help that employee be prepared, the crisis will hopefully be just a little bump, not throw them out of work for, for weeks at a time because they're having to try to figure all this stuff out. And if you look at it on the flip side, the more prepared your employee is, the better employee they will continue to be even during that crisis because they have been prepared. So they can, so that benefits the employer as well. So I think it's, it's very much a reciprocal uh, experience for sure. Absolutely. Productivity matters. And mm-hmm. oftentimes your older workers have the most experience and are oftentimes the most productive and most efficient. Uh, do, is this an employee benefit? Like if, someone was going out on the market and someone who's maybe a little bit older, middle-aged, is this something that they, they might, might want to look at? Uh, a, lot, a lot of times you talk about life insurance, health insurance, the, the 401k or the 403b, the retirement benefit. But this seems to me as a really competitive type of feature. And you both mentioned maternity and paternity uh, support. So right. is this something that um, potential applicants might want to ask questions about it in their job interview? Sure. Yeah. I, I think that you know companies are looking for what are the ways that we can be more attractive to new employees. So it was certainly asking what kind of benefits do you have that would benefit me later on if I might don't need it now, but in the future as well. I think that's a, there's, you know, employers are looking for what are the differenti- differentiators and yeah. what are the, the factors that'll keep them, uh, their employees happy. But again, a lot of it falls back on us, on, on the employees, because we're not looking for that type of thing because we're not there yet. We're not even close to it. Yeah, we, we've already, everyone drills into your head about your 401k and gosh, yeah. you better have so much money for retirement. People are talking about, well, when you get married, you need to have this. And maybe you're, you're looking for a different apartment or a different house and there'll be pamphlets about stuff like that. Of course, all kinds of stuff about having kids and and raising kids and going through all the the fun and, and joy of having a kid. But no one talks about, even, even in the workplace, talks about, yeah, how old are your parents? Oh, only 55. Oh, well, wait, when they get about 65 or 70, be careful because things are going to get a little rougher. You know, old age will creep in. They're going to be aging parents, blah, 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 blah. Nobody talks about that. So, so you're not ready for that. So you never see any pamphlets. You never see anything. You don't go into your HR person and say, Hey, do you have any advice about, you know, finding someone to help me, you know, find an independent living place for my mom and my dad? No one ever talks about that because you don't think about it. It's not, it's not a fun thing to talk about. Whereas if you go in and say, Hey, Looking for childcare for my kid. It's like, oh, here, I've got 20 options for you. Here you go. So it's being proactive, both on the employer and the employee side, looking toward that, even though a lot of times it's bad news in some ways. It's not as as uplifting. And, and I do think that this is going to continue to be more of a factor, as you mentioned, more and more people are working past 65. Mm-hmm. So you have people who have 
older parents at that time, if you are, you know, in your fifties and you have parents in your eighties, if you're in your sixties, you might have parents in your nineties if they're still alive. And so I think that, th- that it is something that is going to be important to continue to discuss. And, you know, we're really trying to sort of normalize that conversation that this is yeah. something that often we don't talk about caring for our aging parents. And so we feel like we're trying to figure this all out on our own. The more we can talk about it, the more we the more we can share, the more we can help each other. And that's really what our goal is, is, is to really think of what are the ways that we can help individually as well as you know companies better support their employees. There's nothing wrong with planning and preparing on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I guess last question, is there any, you know, pr- privacy is something that comes up often when we talk about social media, when we talk about the data that we give, uh, input into some of these systems. Is there any risk about over communicating? Um, and and I guess you, it, it really comes down to the type of employer, the type of manager you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've always believed that being open and honest is the way to go. But sometimes, mm-hmm. Kim, that can that can backfire on you if you're too open on it. I guess you have to. I mean, I guess you you'd be making that'd be grounds for a lawsuit. I don't think the EEOC would like that particular uh, thought, but, but even litigation takes a long time. But Kim, your thoughts on that? I mean, do you run the risk of giving up too much information? I mean, I think it's similar to when, I mean, I can think about that when I was much younger and we were thinking about starting a family and you think, okay, how much should my employer know about, you know, when I might, you know, when I might get pregnant and, and when I might want to have children and that kind of thing. And, And is that going to negatively affect my career? And so I think it's, could be kind of similar to that. I think that it is, you know, you don't necessarily want your employer to think that you're not gonna be able to handle the job if you think you can still handle the job. So maybe you don't want to share all the details, but I think it's certainly most employers, I would hope that the more they, that it becomes kind of a partnership that we want to support you. You're, you're a good employee. And maybe it's just like companies have done with people with young children Maybe it just needs to be a little bit more of a flexible work schedule so that I can get to my mom's doctor's appointments during the day. And then maybe it means I work a little bit at night when I normally would be off, but because I was doing doctor's appointments with my mom, then I'm finishing up things in the evening. So I, I think as, as the more that you can communicate with each other and and know that you can still get the work done, then it can be it, it can it, it can work well when you can be that open. But I think it it is probably knowing your employer and I think the more we have these conversations, the more used to these conversations our employers will be as well, and we'll hopefully be able to work with us a little bit better. Yeah, it's having the right attitude from the employer aspect of of how can I help? How can I make sure that everything's going to be okay, not only for your family, but for you as you continue to do your job? Because we don't want to overwork you because you've got so much on your plate right now. How can we help? How can we make things better for everybody? As opposed to, oh my gosh, are you going to be able to make meet your quota because of all this? You're missing how much work because of this? Wow, that's a lot of time. You know, don't don't look at it from the the pessimistic attitude. Look at it more from the, and you don't have to be that optimistic, but more helpful attitude. Mm-hmm. How can we help? And that, that's what we try to do at Parenting Aging Parents is how can we all work together because we're all in this together and help everyone make their lives better. Well, yeah. and, won't your, and won't your employee be much more appreciative and grateful and loyal to a company when they feel like, hey, they've gone out of their way yeah. to support me during this difficult time? Yeah. yeah, you're not just, you're not just a number in a ledger mm-hmm. somewhere. And here's the reality. We live like in Asia, in Europe, we live in an aging society. So there are more, we are not getting any younger. The birth rate is significantly down. So this is 
only going to occur, at least for the foreseeable future. So really important to have those important conversations and offer benefits and support to those that are caregivers. Mike, Kim, we're going to leave it there. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle wellness, finance, tech, so much more, and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archive, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.